Hello, everyone. On episode 12, we have a very special guest, Essendon cult hero, and now Scarborough legend Nicholas Comer will take us through his football journey and what it took to get to the top level. We'll go through a few games in Where's Wally, all that and more. This is the Perth Footy Podcast. Hello, Callum Wally. Welcome back. Episode 12 of the Perth Footy Podcast. And we've been pumping this up, or this episode in particular, up for a fair while because he's a mate of ours and we'll introduce him shortly, but um, he's probably the most prestigious guest we've have on, had on in a while. Yeah, it, it has been a while and thanks to all our guests this year. So, unfortunately, you just don't hold a candle to this bloke, but we'll get to him in a minute. It'll be a good chat. Yeah, and a good chat. I don't think we've ever done like a preview. Like we, like, This time last week, we were like, next week we got this bloke on. We got him on. Because well, it's usually the day before we're like <laughs> messaging anyone and everyone saying like, are you doing nothing? Are you really desperate? Can you just do us a favour? Like, we'll buy your carton or we something lo- like that. We locked him in a couple of weeks ago, so we're pretty lucky to have him. But um, we'll get to that in a minute, Jake. How was your weekend, mate? Talk us through. Um, big win for the uni footy. Yeah, we, we went uh, three from three at Morris Buzzacott, which is um, oh, that's unheard that's of. But do. I'd like to you know, have a word with the weather gods because all week... It said it was going to be like 10 to 15 mil of rain. And I swear, every time we play CBC at Morris Barzakot, it just pisses (laughs) with rain. And I'm like, here we go again. No worries. All the bloody coulters and a few of the boys got their long sleeves out and it's, you know, 20 degrees and fine, just a bit windy. Um, But not a drop of rain at all. Yeah, there wasn't uh, any. But a howling breeze, which, as I've said, wind, worst worst element of weather. Uh, But very good day. What about you, Callum? Um, yeah, we knocked off Basso. It was uh, it was pretty good up until about halfway through the third quarter, and the old veteran legs gave way, nicked a little hamstring. Um, so you've been sniped again. Bit of it, no, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't say that. It's a bit of an. Uh, I, I think the technical term for it these days is awareness. There might have been a little bit of awareness halfway through the third. So hopefully, I only just missed the one week, mate. But, well, um, it's actually usually twenty one days for soft tissue injuries. Mate, Callum, you so. talk. You no, Jake. I'm not taking your advice on any ham, any soft tissue injury. This is my domain. Um, Give me the week off, I reckon. Or potentially, I could get up this week. You never know. All right. You run no. your own show, mate. That is fine. I saw <laughs> um, the TO's girls played under lights, which was very cool as well. That was really awesome. Actually, a little bit of a topic of discussion for Wally Box uh, a little bit later on. But yeah, they were under lights. So pretty good. Uh, they kept, unfor- credit to the Yanship Red Hawks, I believe they're called. It's a long drive from Yanship yeah, to, to come uh, for a night game. Perth. And unfortunately, they didn't score either. So it was kind of like a. It was very, very good for our TA's girls. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't so much for them. But I want to bring that up later on in the show, mate, because I think there's got to be something done there. All right. Well, Cal, I'm going to let you take the uh, the spotlight with this, introduce our latest guest. All right. Well, I think a lot of people throughout the Perth circles, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's born and bred through here, I'm pretty sure. He's probably grew up just around the corner. We've got Nick Comer from the Scarborough Footy Club. Now, Nick and I go way back, all the way back to when I think he was at Hale and he went to, a, I think, a high school party and they all started calling him Cal Wally too because he was just like so much like me and he remembers that. <laughs> You, That's not a word of a lie, You mate. both have dreadlocks. Yeah, no, mate. They reckon... Um, they must have just realised that the two of us speak a fair bit of shit. But nonetheless, we'll get into stuck into... Nick, thanks for joining us, mate. We are really, really excited that you're here, mate. Yeah, beautiful. Pleasure to be here. Absolute <laughs> pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. He's really nervous, and yeah. I, I would be too. This is probably your podcast debut, mate. I don't think you would have yeah. done anything as big as what the Perth Footy Podcast is, mate. Yeah, yeah no, nah, not really. <laughs> nah, well, look, for those that don't know Nick's journey, I know... Com, talk us through, I mean, I guess your footy and, and your junior footy, what led you to, I guess, bef- like your first start of t- senior footy was at the Scarborough Footy Club at Amos. Like, talk us yep. through, like, your little footy journey there, mate. 
Uh, junior footy at Wembley Downs Footy Club, the, the Cats, and then uh, just played school footy because I could only play one game a weekend with, with uh, mum driving me around the place. So <laughs> she said, you have to pick a, pick a club or pick a school, and obviously at PSA schools, I went, went to Hale. They said, you've got to play with us, so that's what we did all the way through my schooling, and then a um, bit, of, bit of Claremont Colts in there, and then uh, Scarborough uh, for my seniors. Now, from memory, were you robbed of a best and fairest one year? Can you t- was that at we, Scarbs? We, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, once or twice actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Kyle Martin pit. Yeah, it was Kyle Martin. He I actually bring that up. sent that question in, <laughs> Did he? Um, so he may as well address it now. He <laughs> said, "Are you still salty?" Uh, yeah, because uh, I nicknamed him Apple Turnover. So <laughs> every time he, every time I got the nut out to him, he turned it over. So I don't know, I don't know how it won. He got it, he got a fair bit of it because I got it out to him, uh, but um. Gee whiz, still very salty to be honest. <laughs> oh, I'm glad he brought that up. Did Marta actually mess that in? He did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, he was also, shout out he to KJV Carpentry. Oh, yeah, that's it. He yeah. was also the coach as well, which is a bit strange, <laughs> but interesting there. <laughs> Gives the votes and everything, Matt. Mate, I, I think it's a pretty good story, and I think there's, it's really good. I mean, we spoke about Jake, we've spoken about Matt Parker on our show before. Blokes that have really um, fine tuned their craft in the Perth Footy League or at, Am- at Ammo's level. I mean, Comma, you're probably one of those blokes. Had a couple of really good years at Scarbs and then just, was it East Perth that contacted you or did you decide yeah. to just give yourself a little bit of a crack? Yeah, um, a couple of waffle clubs gave me a call after, yeah, a couple of good seasons, like you said, in the Ammo's. Um, and, yeah, said so come down to a train and then, yeah, the rest is history from there, I suppose. How but come we haven't ever had waffle clubs call us? Maybe our phones must have been broken. Oh, no, well, at least you've had a waffle club call you. Yeah. Um, usually they call me for other people. Like, oh, that, that Tim O'Hara is pretty good. You reckon he would want to come down? Yeah. Shout out to Gary Moss actually, who did give me a call one day. He's just like, "Hey, how's how you doing?" I'm like, oh, Gary, how you going, mate? Nice, nice to. Don't speak you to work again. with him? No, no. This is before I started oh. working with him, and he's just like, he's like, "Yeah, mate. Look, Perth pre-season's time. I'm like, "Yeah, you beauty." He's like, "Yeah, so you're in Tim O'Hara would be kind of come down for pre-season." I was like, "Oh, yeah, mate. I'll ask him for it." No but anyway, well, that's a probably off on a tangent. Well, then obviously East Perth comms was was pretty good for you because I mean Essendon came knocking. Like, talk us through. I mean, obviously, Jake just alluded to the fact that we've never been drafted, but what's the process there? Did you know and have any inkling that that was going to happen or did they contact you? What's, what's, what happened there, mate? Talk us uh, that. Towards the back end of my second year at East Perth, I started playing some reasonable footy, so I made my way up from probably a half-back flank into a tagging position into basically running the midfield down there with, speaking of, Mossy. So he used to give me a bit of nut down there, which was nice. And then... <laughs> Fortunately enough, we were we made finals. We played a couple of games of finals, and I played well towards the back end of the year and through those final series. And just that's when I think scouts are over looking at the waffle at the pointy end of the season, and they just contacted me um, and had a meeting. And then they said, "If you you spare income, come train with us." So paid my own way over, got sorted my own accommodation out in Melbourne, and yeah, set myself up and trained with them for a month, and then they drafted me after that. Was AFL really ever on your radar in terms of when you're playing it? you know, Amos to East Perth, where you just kind of, was it more happenstance? It's like, because they did start getting contact with you, oh, yeah. this could be cool. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, obviously playing Amos, I was never thinking I was going to be playing AFL. So uh, once I had a meeting with, with Essendon, it was kind of got a little bit real and I pinned the ears back a bit and started training a bit harder and actually got in the gym for the first time in my life. <laughs> and then yeah, it worked out well. Mate, you, when you ended up at Essendon, I think that was, did you walk into the shitstorm that was... Yeah, so that all, the supplement stuff happened the year before. So what was that like, mate, that first year when, when it was all happening and all that sort of thing? Well, it, nothing really eventuated till probably around two or three of 2013. So we got through the pre-season and uh, there was obviously some whispers throughout the media that, that uh, a supplements program had happened, obviously, um, mm. with Dank there. And 
and the likes with the NRL and then it went through into the, the AFL. Um, but nothing really eventuated till, yeah, round two or three and then it was just on for young and old. From then on, it was all the way through to the end of the season, media, people getting hounded every single day pretty much at the club, media yeah. outside the club. We had Dells on our show last year, another great man, great Essendon bloke as well, and he spoke about how, like, you know, with the boys going through that all together and there's so much going on, almost it, it was a weird way to galvanise a group. Was that what – talk us through, like, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I agree uh, to, to, to an extent because at the end of the day, you've got blokes like Job and stuff who don't really like the game anymore uh, because yeah. of it. So they, they like the boys that were there and, yeah, like you said, probably galvanised the group a little bit and we, we did play well in 2013 and made finals but obviously got kicked yeah. out because of it and then – it was almost a last straw for a few guys. So to an extent it did, but at the same time, it also probably uh, tarnished their careers and mm. their love for the game. Too. Yeah, I, I suppose on a, on a lighter note, um, you probably gained a little bit of cult hero status almost immediately. And I would say it's probably due to you had a bit of a Grizzly Adams sort of look about you, the big yeah. beard and the... <laughs> The dreadlocks and, um, you know, yep. dream, dream teamers were salivating over, over you, Nicholas. Um, you know, they, they saw a, a rookie, you know, $94,000 on dream team and just chuck you on the bench there. And you were quite a good dream teamer back in the day. I, I didn't have many friends, so I played a lot of fantasy football. $94,000, um, mate. That was... That was just, oh, no, they've changed Do you still play? Yeah, 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 I, I, know, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. yeah changed it. But um, that's why I liked you so much. Um, but you were... <laughs> You did get the cult hero status because you were playing the, the worst position in football, which was the sort of high half forward, graveyard shift. Graveyard shift. Cool. And <laughs> at the end of the day, you, you want to play AFL, so you play whatever position you want. Um, did you enjoy that? Or was it maybe at <laughs> AFL level? <laughs> I can't even say it would have been that fun. No, no, not at all. You'd have <laughs> blokes like Hodge Bartell, who are halfback flankers, got getting up. 35... Well, he was in my team, which was nice. Oh, so yeah, I didn't he have went to play Saints yeah, yeah, so right, I still got sprayed by him, though. So yeah, that's what I mean, because you weren't man enough. <laughs> but gee whiz, you're getting six nut and ten tackles and they're having 35 and barely breaking a sweat. <laughs> wasn't ideal. But as you said, I uh, they said play here and I said sure thing because that gets you a game at AFL level. Because, yeah, you were a bit of a scrap. You got under the skin of a fair few uh, yep. people. But you did have a few, like you had a really good run in sort of 2013. You, you strung together a few really good games, um, mostly known for your, your tackle and your hardness. But did you, well, this is a question that will probably tie into as well. Did you ever just get baked by a lot of players just because you were that sort of, you know, scrapper and yeah, 100%. Whack, whack everyone from... Yeah, this is the standard. Uh, you're just a hack. You can't kick. You can't do this. And I just said, you're correct. <laughs> but I'm going to go harder at the ball next time I see it. So hopefully your head's not in the way. Was there any na- any names in particular, Diff? Like I reckon, now knowing you the way I do, you're a very intelligent man, very quick-witted man. Mm. And I know that you'd never shy away from saying something to someone. But was yep. anyone, you know, the, the, to humanise the big dogs that we might have watched that had something to say to you that really you resonated or that still resonates today a uh, bit of chat Mackie had really good chat Andrew Mackie from yeah, Geelong right-o. Um but like it was you know they were dominating at the time so as far yeah, as I'm concerned it's pretty easy <laughs> it's pretty easy to, to give that dish out chat when you win in premierships for fun so <laughs> uh, that way. was annoying Bob Murphy was pretty good he's actually quite very intellectual you could see he was quick witted on the field but he was also a bit of a little snide <laughs> little weasel <laughs> well so <laughs> I used to hate him for that, but he he definitely got under the skin of me a few times. Um, other than that, though, as we know, a lot of footballers are pretty stupid, so there's yeah. not much genuine chat going out there. It's just see ball, get ball, hit bloke type thing. Yeah, mate. The next, well, Jake, I was going to give you this question, but I've already just segued into it. The next couple of years, and you're probably still dealing with this today, mate. The injuries probably hit you a little bit. Like, what was that sort of like being 
you know, having an awesome first year and then a few injuries probably set you back a little bit? Yeah, it's probably not getting in the system at, at that young age that, that most people do is that because I was playing ammos into into Waffle, then into the AFL playing 19 in my first year, I did a mountain of work in three years to get there and it probably just all came mm. unravelling in, in 2014 where I just my knees were no good. I had a couple of shoulders that they try to fix up as well that just, yeah, just couldn't get on top of. And because of the AFL, there's so many kids playing that medium-sized role that there's you know there's a thousand other kids basically out there in Australia that could take my position and that's just basically what happened it was about a two full years that you didn't play yeah um, I played a handful of VFL games um in there um but yeah well not not at AFL level yeah I think correct in the wilderness yeah. for about two years which is a long stint yeah. on the sidelines yeah it wasn't great but still hold my hat on I played more AFL games than VFL games while I was there so that's pretty oh, nice oh that's good mate yeah. definitely take that <laughs> yeah. so you moved from <laughs> unfortunately the end of 2016 you got delisted and you moved to uh, Melton South which mm. is uh, is that Vaffa uh, Ballar- that? Nah, Ballarat Footy League Ballarat Footy yep. League so is that uh, essentially like the I guess the the Avon the oh, Avon country oh Ballarat's country isn't it mm. are you an idiot yeah no, whatever. <laughs> it's tough Tough summer for me. But it's also, work. yeah, well, it's probably not from there, but yeah, you're right. Ballarat's footy league is country league, yeah. but it's the cl- it's that and Bendigo are the closest of the country leagues. Obviously, um, there's also ones further down, like the southwest, that we, you know, you three hour, three and a half hour drive. There's that in Melbourne too, but it's probably an hour, hour and a half max to get to most of the game from Melbourne to Ballarat league. It's good fun. Then, then, then you that's the peel league. So that's why just for our listeners, mate, it's about engaging everyone, mate. Hero, and then. You moved back to WA in 2018. Mm. Hold on, I want to discuss Melton South first because he did mention us. Oh, that's right. Something yeah, off air sorry. That you played yeah. with a great Fevolution. What was that like, mate? What was he like? Yeah, that was an experience. Uh, <laughs> it was very good. It was it was unbelievable. It was pie, can of coke, cigarette, halftime job. Like then he'd go out and kick six. And if you didn't kick him the ball, gee whiz, you'd know about it too. Yeah, <laughs> but it was unbelievable, man. He's, he was a freak. He he very rarely missed, even even at. 40, 50 kilos overweight. He was a genuine set shot still. He had a he was a power athlete, but he uh, obviously knew how to play up yeah, as well. He was yeah. trucked yeah. at that stage, wasn't he? Well, he, kicked the, he kicked the cover off it. Were you playing with Sharon's out there or was that Burleys? Because I know uh, Feb used to whinge about the Burleys and he reckoned they were trash. Nah, Sharon there, yeah. but he, yeah, he could kick it so far, man. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so as I said before, moved back to WA about end of 2018. Yep. Rough. And then you played two and a half, three seasons with East Fremantle. Yep. Um, I suppose to your tenure at East Freya was more so to I think you know a few mates there yep. as well. Um, just to play a bit of waffle footy, and I guess the the transition from yourself from waffle into amateur football was obviously you've gone down the teaching path now. So it was it more of a lifestyle thing transitioning from waffle to to ammos? Yeah, apart from the body as well. Yeah, I think uh, just yeah time as we all know the young players that are playing in the waffle. The transition into ammos is because it's just time-based mm. thing. You know, there's Monday reviews, Tuesday, Thursday training, plus full Saturday commitment. Then you then you throw in recoveries on Sunday and stuff like that. It is a huge commitment for uh, not a lot of money, especially if you're a reserves football at waffle level. So yeah. uh, making that move basically for me was yeah that reason. So concentrate a bit on uh, my school, uh, making sure that you know I put that at the forefront of my mind, I suppose, because that is what I'm going to be doing for the next. 
hopefully 40 years of my life, whereas footy only had, you know, it's only got a couple of years left on the, in the body. Was uh, Roaming, Com- Roaming Common was a massive hit down at East Fremantle. Is there anything like that eventuating at the Scarborough Footy Club? Uh, I'm not sure. I've been asked to MC a couple of gigs, so I might, uh, I might do that uh, in the near future, but maybe after my playing days, so... I can tell everyone how good I was when, <laughs> when I really wasn't that good. <laughs> no, don't say that, mate. You played in the hardest position in footy, mate. Um, the graveyard. Now, we get to Scarbs now, mate. Talk yep. us through. How's the club looking? I mean, it'd be seriously different, what, I think, what's been 10 years since you last played there, 11 years maybe? Yeah. What's 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 the boys like? What's the vibe like at the moment? And talk us through it. Well, there's still a couple of old heads that are that are still there. You got your Scotty Tyres, your Kuta Adels, mm. uh, Wilbur, those those boys, Tommy Willett, are still playing there when I was when I was there. So that that's good. Um, but yeah, there's a huge turnover. Um, Intr- introduction of a women's team as well, which we found I like. I reckon it's one of the best things that's ever happened to our footy club. So I can imagine Scarves would be the same. Yeah, they're and they've turned the leaf this year, which is really good. They've they've, they've won. I think they've only lost one this year, which is good compared to the last year where they, I think they didn't even kick a goal. Yeah. Because uh, my uh, sister's husband's actually coaching the team. So I'm not <laughs> sure what he's saying, but he must be doing a good job. Bloke can't kick a footy himself, though. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a story for another time. Yeah, give anyone the keys to a Ferrari Roscoe, they'll be able to drive it, mate. So he must be doing, <laughs> he must have some pretty good cattle down there. Uh, yeah, but uh, long story short, is Scarborough's it's looking okay. Our good footy, our, or our best footy is really good, but our, our worst footy is very bad, and we leak goals pretty quickly. So if we can we can tighten up there, we sh- we should be okay, and hopefully press for a finals. Uh, I suppose that's what happens when you come down from the waffle level to amateurs. It's football, obviously playing at A grade level. It is really important to people, but obviously it's the lifestyle of it, and it is the flexibility of amateur football. Mm-hmm. So you don't always have the same people in the park all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if there's a some kid likes surfing, he'll shoot off for yeah. two weeks to go to Bali, which a couple of our um, players are um, <laughs> going to just Bali because it's open, going for a two-week surf trip. Um, blokes jumping across the cans and, you know, mm. just doing whatever they want. So I suppose that is the week-to-week thing that would be frustrating for, you know, some some teams. But uh, we have played you already and you guys are a very, very good team. Very, You haven't lost much in uh, since... You know, Jordy Anderson, Holmes, mm. Mark Ray, and sort of that era of players. Um, is there anyone to watch you would say out of your Scarborough team, a young up and coming player? Um, I watch Vela play. Vela Longa, he's a gun on the wing. He's pretty um, handy on the wing, yeah. yeah. But he's probably not too young now. I don't know. There's no Nick, young Nick Commas down he's there got anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> he's got, he got a best on grand, a grand final, I'm pretty sure. He, he did, yeah, mate. Yeah. Are you still know. playing the... Yeah, what I saw you, you on the forward posi- line. What position yeah. are you now? You d- I've been playing forward, but I'm trying... But that's deep I, forward? That's because I was seven kilos overweight. So now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm getting... I played up on the wing on the weekend and hopefully can start doing that and then get a little bit inside. Oh, you'll be back on the half forward line, mate. Mate. No, you don't want to be there, mate. You've got as soon as you've played it before, no, mate. You, no. You're yeah. going to get going back there, mate. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, pigeonhole, yeah. If you can play it well, because it's actually quite hard to play well, mm. you just get pigeonholed. Yeah. You can kick maybe one or two a week, put a bit of pressure on, get nut. You're you're a half forward. Maybe yeah. I'll have to turn into. You a don't half want to, Jake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't mate, yourself. Mate, like, like is, yeah, as funny as I'd lo- I'd love you to s- to see you play that, but I wouldn't wish it upon. Anyone. I also think a half forward has a half life of. I don't know yeah. five years, whereas a halfback flank can play till they're forty because <laughs> they don't do anything. They just ski rope around the place. Especially Amos level, <laughs> as you've said, it's the the service isn't always the greatest for you. So you're leading up, goes over your head, goes out of bounds, and then um, the well, coach asks it, you what you're doing. I just think it would be yeah. really nice to just play in like in defensive fifty, and then like you know sometimes the, the designated kicker is off the ground. And a points kick, you could just go and get the ball in your hands. Like to actually touch the ball more than like ten or twelve times. It's a game key in the would warm up. Be yeah. so good, man. 
Yeah, and that would be yeah. That's the best thing about playing in the back line. Yeah, especially and when you have to play on. Mark. Oh, but if you have to play on short little small forwards that run around and mm. you know run up to stoppages and like it's too hard, mate. <laughs> it's honestly, I'm 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 in the same boat as you. I think almost, except you're a way better footballer <laughs> and bloke and fitter and have yeah, a more successful yeah. career. So correct. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, correct. Mm. Nah, nice. Thanks. That's really Very good way to end that. Yeah, look, no, yeah. well, stay, he'll hang around, Tom. Look, so we'll Tom's, you're going to hang around for a little bit because we're going to go through um, a couple of games and where's Wally. And then we've got uh, Wally Box, which I'm sure you've heard a million times because you're an avid listener man. to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we've got a couple of, um, of tweets that have been read to you over... Don't hype them up. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm no, not no, going to no, hype we'll, them up we'll, that have we'll, been posted over the years that mm. are related to you, which we will reveal to you because I'm sure um, you'd know all about them. So um, <laughs> hang tight and we'll be back after this break. Where's Wiley? Where's Wiley? Did the sound. Where's Wiley? We'll get straight into it, Jake, into Where's Wally. Just the two games this week because we want to give dedicate a bit of time to the difference, Nick Comma. So we'll go to C1 because interesting game there. Canning Vale, 15-11, 101, defeated Thornley, 4-5-29. An arm wrestle early, Jake, but the windy conditions, you know, obviously, you know, probably levelled it early on in the game. It was all Canning Vale from about midway through the second quarter. Cody Nelson was sensational for the Cougars. He kicked four, clearly one of the best players. Trent Coe. Chipped in with three. Warwick Saulpold also kicked a couple. The ever-reliable Alec Cook through the midfield was a standout, racking up a heap of pill and just doing what he does best. That leaves Canning Vale only missing out on top spot, Jake, by percentage, just behind Kalamunda, um, who only narrowly beated Balladur on the weekend. So it'll be it's tied at the top there in C1, Jake. And we, we have been following C1 for a fair, fair while now, and we do know how close that competition is. It's very exciting, obviously, the, the carrot, as we talked about the other week, is that promotion, which is going to be very uh, good to monitor over the next month, especially. Absolutely, Jake. Couldn't agree more. And just the one game for our CTF, Construction Training Fund, great supporters of women's footy throughout the Perth Footy League. Um, we'll go to the B grade, mate, because this is the game we were talking about last week. It's a huge one. Swan Ath versus Wembley. The two top teams there, they're both undefeated at the time. Swan Ath, 3-3-21, defeated by Wembley, 4-4-28. Was it you, Jake, that tipped Swan Ath? I did, one? yeah, I did. Did I tip did. Wembley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could have been the, yeah, the grand could, final preview. It, it could be a grand final preview. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jake, because I think Quinns is probably just in third. They're probably thereabouts as well. But these two teams seem to be the uh, the, the clear standout standouts at the moment. Aaron Fox returned to the midfield for the Chick Pies to join Megan Kaufman, um, their dynamic duo inside there. When you've got an injury room like that, Jake, it's always going to hold in your favour. Nat Peterson was awesome on the wing and Sarah Kosh and Tristan Ogonoski are becoming integral parts of Wembley's defensive unit. So they locked down on some pretty good players, which is good. It's going to be interesting, Jake. I think we'll discuss these two teams a lot more throughout as the season unfolds, but we'll definitely see them in September. And that's it for Where's Wally. Jeez, you didn't do a lot of homework this week. Was it more so because you just wanted to listen to uh, to Nick talk? That's it, Mark. Just, just, one, just one each game, just short and sharp to make sure we've got more time for, for Diff. Because you wouldn't making... have been doing the research in your car before you, you got no, over I here. I wouldn't be thought. doing that, mate. You know me. I'm, I go out and watch all these games. What do you do? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, nice comeback. For, do you, would you know how to work this podcast if I wasn't? wasn't oh, man, on it's it? not that hard, no. Mm, <laughs> you wouldn't think so. <laughs> You're an idiot. Look, Let's get into it, mate. Thank- I reckon it's time that we transition over to the box.
Or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box. The box. All right, Cal, a little bit different this week on Wally Box. We, We've borrowed this too. Like, yeah. it's not an original it's, idea. It's Eamon Larry. Eamon Larry came up with this one. Who he got from Jimmy Kimmel, I think it is. Yeah, so Jimmy Kimmel, for those that are fans of the Jimmy Kimmel show, gets celebrities to read out mean tweet. Now, we mean tweets. We wouldn't really call Nick Comer a... Oh, he's a Perth Footy League he's a, celebrity. He's a Perth Footy celebrity. League celebrity. Um, like us. We're like... He's a normal guy. We're like, like F-grade yeah. celebrities. He's, he's one of our very good friends. We, we do like Nick. Um, he listens every week so, too. Yeah, celebrity is probably a little bit of a stretch there. But we've um, gone through the Twitter archives and, and found some of the air quote mean tweets about you. They're not that mean, Nick, but um, they are quite funny just in relation of, I guess, you and a bit of your footy career. So, look, I've, uh, I've put them together for you, um, just labelled them one to five. So, yeah, oh, shit. Happy. <laughs> You've rocked them, mate. Just knocked over the... Uh, <laughs> All right, so mate, just yeah, Comzy, if you just read them uh, one at a time, and maybe we can actually, I don't know, do we do we discuss them afterwards? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so number one, please for me, Nick. Alrighty, uh, Nick Comer is really hanging on to the early '90s hip and relevant Christian dude youth group leader look, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> so, so was that when you had the? Was that Dreddies? That would have had to be Dreddies. It must, must have been. Eh? <laughs> can you run us through the Dreadlock program because it's 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 a very sort of niche. Uh, I guess hairstyle. Um, not many dreadlock people out of the in the AFL. Maybe uh, Ben Ben Nason for Richmond used to rock the uh, dreadlocks. Ben Nason, yeah. Josh Thurgood, Josh Thurgood, yeah. Kieran um, Myers, yeah, yeah. Grind Myers, yeah, Grind. Whatever his name, Kieran Myers, <laughs> yeah. Grind Grind Myers, and Penderbury actually rocked him for a little bit for they like a year or two. That is <laughs> Would you say you were the probably the most popular AFL player with dreadies? Ah, no, I wouldn't have thought so. I'd say uh, I reckon um, Courtney Johns was. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, and did Fev, Fev, had dread, Fev had dreads initially, mate. Fev, Fev was one of the one of the all to, one of the early ones. Yeah, yeah. When but, mate, if you shaved them off and raised a bit of money, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I uh, sh- the, the old uh, world's greatest shaver. Uh, yeah, nearly eleven thousand dollars for oh, that. So that right, was mate. pretty good. Charity You're a good guy, Nick. Yeah. Mate. You are. Turns out luck. I'm okay. <laughs> no, number two, please, Nick. Uh, Nick Comer is the biggest flog to play the game behind Jake Melksham. <laughs> Pretty topical, this one, too, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't fight Stephen May, though, either, though, so maybe I'm not as big as Jake. <laughs> Jake Melksham, all right, bloke? Yeah, I loved him. Because, yeah, be man. careful what you say, because he, he might hear he this. A, yeah, he boxer, sure he would be. He, he? Yeah, apparently golden gloves. Yeah, and he boxed, my, he boxed my head in many times at, at training, so yeah, that's he, he can throw a few. Very topical. Wow. Mm. What's Stephen the third one there, Diff? Uh, well done, Nick Comer. Just the next wanker to add to the massive list at Essendon. <laughs> Well, oh, mate, you, you I don't reckon go. that's one. I reckon you just made that one up. <laughs> 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 I, I, you should have put who Yeah, I tweeted that about an hour ago. Well, I, I'd say that to be an opposition supporter probably has tweeted that, uh, you know, after the game when you've, to be fair, you've tagged Graham Johncock or something yeah. off the halfback, one of those two. Number four. I wonder if Nick Comer went to a grammar school. <laughs> went well, you, went, school. you went to Hale. Mm. So it doesn't you, show, you but did, I did. You did, yeah. and were you a good student at Hale? Yeah, it was pretty good. Bright? Yeah, like reasonably bright. Reasonably not, bright? Not, not road scholar not type stuff. Type but, um, thing, yeah, yeah. But, but still, no, he's switched, that's why. Blokes, switched are, on. blokes have good chat, usually pretty switched on, Jake. That's why you've dropped off a cliff. Absolutely, well... <laughs> Newman College only reads the smartest and the brightest people. Newman Bags. Thank you. Number five, Nick. Oh, this one's good. Uh, would, would trade O'Meara for Nick Comer and these five plastic forks that Joe Watson once ate his salad with? <laughs> <laughs> That's good chat, that. Fair bit of trade value. You're, 
a bit of the steak knives in um, any <laughs> AFL try. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's unbelievably that's good, that one. one. That's yeah. a really, really good That is one. good. And look, that's all we've got for the main folks because they're not that many. Memes. There's actually a few nice ones about you, but um, we didn't want to put we didn't want to put those in. And I actually Wait. have a, uh, I guess, a, a question for you from um, an Essen Bombers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if how he knows this, but he goes, "How many times a week do you brush your dog's teeth?" Oh, that's a good one. Uh, me, not too many times, but uh, my better half, Grace, she uh, she does it once every fortnight minimum, um, and usually trying to get it once a week. <laughs> Greyhounds, uh, oh. greyhounds, sorry, are synonymous with uh, bad dental health. So oh, yeah, we're well, just trying to I'll, keep on top I'll, of that. Yeah, I was actually. That's the whole reason I asked the question. I don't think I've ever seen someone um, brush their dog's teeth. Besides, your better half um, yeah. have seen that a lot. Yeah. But that's uh, it's a bit of an ordeal. And your your greyhounds love it as well. They do. They enjoy it because um, they, they know they get a bit of a treat after. So it's yeah, it's, it's oh, win win for them. Mate, mate. Actually, just uh, I was going to ask you a question. This has just come to me after you know Dustin Fletcher mm-hmm. played with him, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Is there was there a story where I heard he was coaching and you lot were launching barrels or something. You might have got a spray mm. or something pre-training because you hadn't warmed up. And then was Dustin Fletcher doing something similar at the same time? Do you remember this? I yeah, feel yeah. <laughs> can you Can you remind the view or remind our huge amount of listeners mm-hmm. what this story is? Can you... Uh, long story short, it's obviously you got to warm you warm up because uh, if you do an injury at that that level and you're not seen as doing the right thing, it's, it's <laughs> frowned upon. Um... <laughs> Me being an idiot, I was just doing barrels just for a gag, having pot shots at goal, and then Hurdy calls me over and he goes, "If you, you know, if you ping one and you know you're going to be out of the team, you might not make it back." And then I was like, "Yeah, but he's doing it." <laughs> just do a 400 gamer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he kicks him on the run from 75, yeah. mate. So a yeah. little bit of a different. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I don't know what I went for there, and it was it was not good. That's a very that's very very funny. So Cal, I believe you have anything more for us. Yeah, on what the do you reckon? Box? How are we going for time, mate? I've oh, been uh, on the half an hour mark, so it's about. Yeah, oh, well, well, I'm happy up. to wrap it up there, mate. Very nice. Uh, who do you have this week, Nicholas, in the... Bassendine. Bassendine. At Bassendine? Or at, at, at Basso. At Basso. Very nice little road Good atmosphere there. there, mate. A lot of cars parked around the outside. You'll yeah, it's want. a bit of a Thunderdome. Yeah, it it's, is. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. very like old school sort of country footy sort yeah. of vibes. They're pretty so. competitive um, against us on the weekend, so that'll be a good game. Callum? We have North Romano at Gil Fraser. At Gil Fraser. Be, uh, Very hopefully nice. it's not as windy as it was on the weekend. I think it's 20 and, and pretty good uh, pretty good conditions so far this far out. And we, we've got a tough assignment this week. We've got uh, Beach, but we've got them at home. So at home. And they're, yeah. I think, second on the ladder. So, yeah. um, no, but I you blokes are flying at the moment. The the inch, the inch introduction of Jake Colvin back into the side is, is working wonders for the Uni Footy Club, it seems. No, it's, Aren't you 2-0 and o in the ones? Are you 2-0 and o in the ones so far this uh, year? No, I actually got dropped on the weekend, mate. So oh, did you not play on the weekend? No, just management. <laughs> oh, Couldn't get a kick sorry, So thanks mate I didn't want to bring that one up So good on you mate That's Jesus awkward isn't it Good on you cow Oh shit sorry I hope mate. that, hope that hamstring that. turns in about three or four weeks there Champion um, <laughs> You love that one don't you Nick <laughs> Sorry mate Honestly did not like, honestly, had, I just That's didn't. right mate And look Coming up as well twos? Did you win the We did win Three and I since you've come back in the team That's correct yep So something about that Um <laughs> Good omen. Um, and something that has, uh, I forgot to mention earlier in the podcast, especially the CTF women's update, it's actually the women's state game this Friday night. I believe it's at Inglewood um, Reserve. Um, so the time, I think it's about a 6.30 kickoff there, right, bounce down yep. there. So if you don't have anything on Friday night, definitely go down there because the talent that it's going through, all women's competitions will be, um, on show. will be on show. So that'll be something very, very entertaining. And for all those this weekend, make sure... You go and watch your footy team and always get local. Cheers.